0: Michael, good morning. And really, good morning. We do appreciate you uh, joining us. I mean, it wasn't that late, was it, last night?
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, probably the latest tip off I think I've ever been a part of. Um, I think uh, the previous game going into overtime and taking, I think it was like 40 minutes. So it was pretty crazy. So late night, but yeah, uh, thanks for having me on.
0: Kansas did what they were supposed to do in, in, in round one, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, Given the way the day played out and the upset that did happen, I think I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a closer game, you know, heading down to kind of the, the final media timeouts of the first half. But I think that once Kansas really settled down after that first media timeout, that it was game over, and I think Remy Martin played a, a huge role in that. and you look at KU and being able to win comfortably. You got some guys, some rest. You know, Dave McCormick didn't have to play a bunch. Of course, his foot's been a, a storyline throughout kind of Big 12 play. So, I think overall, I don't think you could have drawn up a better Thursday for KU in general.
0: With that 47-19 lead at halftime, being able to not coast, but have a comfortable lead coming out of the locker room, is that what Kansas needed? Or would you have rather seen them tested a little bit and pushed a little bit in round one, just to keep that intensity up?
1: You know, I think for this team, you look at what they had to go through at the back half of the Big 12 slate where, you know, especially that final week where they're playing every other day. um, I think a game like this was a okay, And to get some of those other bench guys some confidence, you know, Zach Clements, KJ Adams, Joseph Yesifu. you know, those are are three guys that didn't necessarily play a bunch over the kind of final week of the regular season and the Big 12 tournament. So, I think the way it played out works just fine for KU. Granted, I think Bill Self probably would have liked that bench unit to play a little bit better um, in the second half and holds kind of that 30-point lead instead of letting it get chipped down to, you know, low 20s. So I, I think it's okay the way it played out just because um, it gets some of those other guys some confidence where, you know, Mitch Lightfoot obviously has, has a spring knee, and you don't know how that's going to react day to day. So I think to get some of those younger big men's and more minutes Um, was big, so I'm kind of okay with it. I think that Kansas has shown what it can do in some of these close games, and it's going to play in more of those, I have a feeling, as the tournament goes on. Uh,
0: Michael, how refreshing was it to see Remy Martin come out and have the performance that he had last night?
1: Uh, It's really cool to see, and I think you can feel pretty good for him, just on on a human level, because the season obviously hasn't gone the way that he would have planned with, with the knee injury that he suffered in late December, and then having to miss um, a bunch of time and not really looking like himself. I mean, I remember the game in Waco; he was awful, um, especially on the defensive end. And for him to come out there and make such an impact, and I think that he was on the floor for a thirty to ten run that really helped KU kind of take it full control of the game. And you know, whether it be the the steal to dunk, the, the pass David McCormick and transition, you know, that really nice bounce pass. I mean he really showed you kind of the different things that he can do. And I think it's a huge deal for KU now to have kind of an extra wild card that it can play um, in addition to the starting lineup that's been so good for it so far.
0: Michael, we all agree that, you know, a, a 15 knocking off a two is, is you know, one of those crazy things in this tournament that creates March Madness. But talk a little bit about some of the five twelve 12 games uh, in your opinion. I mean, is the gap – in in college basketball, closing where a 5 out a 12, that's not that big a deal anymore?
1: I think to some degree. Um, I think you look at the way the basketball is trended, where obviously three-point line can help mitigate some of the, the talent deficiencies that some of these teams can have. But I think the biggest thing, I, I saw it on Twitter last night when I was looking. I don't remember the exact number, but basically the the fives that lost all had defenses like outside the top 50 maybe or outside the top whatever in Ken Palm and I think it shows that hey if you want to make it far in the tournament you have to have a good defense because other teams that are going to play are good and they're going to take advantage of whatever deficiencies you have and Iowa is just not very good defensively and I think that to me was maybe the 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 most surprising and also the least surprising upset that happened just because you look at what Iowa did in the big 10 tournament where they looked really good. And then you have them all of a sudden become kind of the, the sexy final four pick where everyone and their mom is picking him to go to the final four. And you have to kind of keep in mind that, Hey, Fran McCaffrey has not made it out of the first weekend to Iowa. Iowa. Um, so it, or at least it's been a, a long time. So um, I thought that was surprising, you know, obviously Yukon going down as well, um, I didn't get to watch as much of that game. I think I can't remember where I was, what I was doing at that point, but um, that was at least surprising as well just to see that score. But I mean, I think that in general, three point line has changed. And if you don't play good defense in, in the tournament, you know, you're going to get beat because, again, all of these teams are good if you make it this far, and especially these kind of mid major teams that have to go win their conference tournament. You know, these are teams that have put together some strong finishes.
0: Creighton up next for the Jayhawks. They've only met twice, and and it was a one-point game in both uh, meetings. Is this a good matchup for Kansas? Uh,
1: Yeah, especially it is now, considering that um, I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name. I'm awful at it. Um, But their big center, the seven-foot center that they have, he's not going to play. He hurt his knee last night, and it sounded like, um, McDermott, the Creighton head coach, said that it's very unlikely that he's going to play. So now you're looking at Creighton being down at starting point guard in Emhard and then also uh, the center as well. So I think that the way that game played out yesterday, um, you know, really helped KU. And uh, a little insight here I spent a lot of time the last couple of days watching San Diego State because I kind of assumed that they would win. And I thought they were going to be a really tough matchup for KU and for all of a sudden to. For Sandy FC to blow that lead and for Creighton to come back, I think that a Creighton is going to be a little tired and b now they're they're certainly banged up being down two starters. So I think for KU it's a good matchup. Um, they don't have necessarily um, a ton of size inside. I think Kaluma is a good four man, but he's very similar to Jalen Wilson, and so I think that it's a, it's a good matchup for KU. And um, I think you couldn't have drawn it up better for the Jayhawks.
0: Michael, do you think the Jayhawks now have the easiest path of any Big 12 team to get to the Final Four?
1: 100%. Yesterday, I've said a few times, but it could not have gone better for KU. You go from having to play um, the San Diego State team you've probably would have been a 7-point favorite against to playing Creighton, who they'll be a 9- or 10-point favorite against, um, and then now you get to go play either Providence or Richmond. Like That is great. To then go to the Elite 8, and then from there, you've got 40 minutes to play for, to go to a final four and you're going to play most likely someone like Auburn. Um, but again, Auburn is very beatable and they haven't even played yet. So I think for KU it's, if you don't make the elite eight, it's certainly a huge disappointment. And I think even final four, you're looking at some of those odds, like it's getting to the point where it's like, if you don't make a final four, it feels like a huge missed opportunity just considering how much this bracket has opened up, which if you think about KU recently, seems like more often than not they've gotten kind of some tough draws in the bracket I mean you think about playing USC last year then you go and play Auburn in 2019 and no one was going to beat Auburn on that day so I think you're looking at KU kind of catching a break here and it's just now can they take advantage I just
0: I'm going to just throw this out and then just see where it goes it, we, we talk about Kansas and their path to a uh a final four appearance it's is this a year where we could potentially see two Big 12 schools in the Final Four?
1: Oh, I think so. I certainly think so. I think that I'm interested to in see how Baylor does against North Carolina because North Carolina looked really, really good yesterday, and I think they played some really good basketball here kind of the last few weeks of this season. So I think that'll be a good matchup. i really excited for that game, but I would not be surprised at all if there's two Big 12 teams in the Final Four. Um, obviously, you know, the Big Ten got a lot of uh, pub for the number of teams that they got in, but, you know, they don't necessarily perform up to standard in March Madness traditionally. And I think the Big 12 has done a good job of um, being a good conference. And so I look at Baylor. I obviously am a huge Texas Tech guy. I think that Mark Adams is an elite coach, and you need to have elite coaching to make a far in the NCAA tournament. So I think you look at what Texas Tech does defensively as well you know they're gonna be a tough matchup for anybody in the country so i would not be surprised if there were two teams in the final four from the big 12 um will i expect it no no, nowhere near that but it's certainly something i have my eye on
0: what are you working on for uh fognet.com and uh, kansas 247 sports
1: yeah i'm gonna write something about kind of what we just talked about how kind of it seems like things have opened up for ku got some just kind of more of our traditional game coverage up there. And we'll get some more uh, media stuff today when uh, we get to talk to Bill Self and some players here uh, in the afternoon.
0: As always, Michael, man, we appreciate your time. Uh, Thanks so much for being with us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on.